Welcome to the Splash Assass Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. And I am so sorry for my tardiness today. Ugh, as if you guys care. I know you really probably don't, but I do. Like, I just don't like to work like that, you know? Even if I have one listener or a million listeners, I like to do things by the time I say I'm going to do, even before I like to be early. Early bird gets the worm. What happens to a night bird? Night bird gets to squirm. Honestly, you would think if a night owl like stays up wicked late, then they're probably up into the wee hours of the morning when the worms are first poking their heads out. So wouldn't the night owl get the worm? Like they get the 3 a.m. worm. And then by the time that the birds wake up at 6 a.m., the early birds, they think that they're getting the worm, but they don't realize that the night owls just had a full fucking feast before they passed out for the next 12. I don't know what goes on in the animal kingdom, okay? I only know what goes on in this motherfucking kingdom of the chump world. So, moving on to the August 24th episode of JLL, we had Pejvadat, we had Paige DeVos, and we had Shane Douglas, and we had one big boss, and his name's Jeff motherfucking Lewis, bitch. So Jeff wants Shane to get a spray tan, and Shane doesn't want to, but he also wants to keep getting a paycheck, so I guess, yeah, expect Shane to come in tomorrow looking Fifty Shades of Orange. Like, this is the exact kind of thing that Lizzo is fighting in her lawsuit. I've mentioned this before. Okay, hers was about pressuring her performers to like do things with sex workers and bananas. And Jeff Lewis doesn't have to pressure his employees to do that. They want to do all that stuff. But what he does have to pressure them to do is get spray tanned. Jeff Luzo is trying to force Shane to get spray tanned. And if he doesn't participate, I mean, well, it's not like Jeff would ever just get mad at an employee and replace them. No, that would never happen. So, so... Yeah. All right. Get that tan, Shane. Just get that fucking tan. No, really, because it's about the fact that Jeff is so addicted now to the spray tan life that he needs somebody else to join in on his addiction so that he feels less bad about it. However, if you really want to look tan, Jeff, you should just keep getting them as regularly scheduled by your parent, Shane. Let Shane be the Casper standing next to you. Like, let Shane be wicked pale like a ghost. So in contrast, next to your skin colors, Jeff will instantly look 20 times more tan, even if he only goes once a month. It's the same thing, you know, when you've put on a few pounds and uh, you decide to stand next to Uncle Jerry in the family picture next to the comfort of his giant beer belly. And this time you just let Aunt Mildred on Manjaro take center stage, your normal center stage before you couldn't stop the Uber Eats. No, I feel you, girl. I feel you. So that just was a little too detailed to not sound like my life right now. <laughs> um so speaking of details, we get reminded that Joey Zauzig, he wears a sock on his dick during his spray tan. And Jeff was like, wait, Shane, are we rude for not wearing one and just shoving our dick in our spray tanner's face? Uh, no, Jeff, you're not being rude. You're just not big enough to need a sock. Like, 
It's not rude. Like, she doesn't care. She just doesn't need a giant honker in her face. But yeah, no, whatever you got that she clearly that she doesn't mind that. (laughs) Okay, moving on. So Jeff then wanted to dive right into Paige's dating life. Dive into dating with Davis. Is that is that a new JLL show? Diving with Davis. Dating with Davis. Anything. Sure. Why not? And by the way, Pej Vidot is in the age bracket that Davis Page, <laughs> ew, Davis comma Page, um, that Page is normally into. Page and Pej. Wait, why did we not talk about this? I know during the episode we lightly mentioned that Page and Pej might have something, but we never put their names together like that. They absolutely need to have something romantic between them. What a perfect fucking couple. Page and Pedge. Page and Pedge. I love it. I love it. But I don't love them to get... Actually, I don't really care. Sure, they can go do whatever. Um, But Pedge is in the right age bracket. Page enjoys, uh, I don't know, 50 to 70. But... Pej does not have the money or own land. Like, there's other requirements he's just not cutting it out for. But he does have a dick, though. So he's definitely not totally out as an option for her. So then we go back in time even further. Oh, my God. JLL, I swear, they've turned into a time capsule. Like, it's just a forever breakfast buffet nowadays. And all they serve is hash. All they serve is hash. And re-up it all the time. So it's just one constant rehash over here. Get your hashes over here. Rehash, rehash. So (laughs) last time, Paige told us how she got ghosted after bringing a dude to the U.S. Open. uh, By dude, I mean a 60-year-old dude. I don't know. She describes him as looking like Dennis Quaid, except her guy put the bottle down much earlier than Dennis. And he also steamed out those wrinkles first. Like... (laughs) I just loved the description that Paige used. She was like, a wrinkle-free Dennis Quaid. So obviously my mind just (laughs) just pictures Dennis Quaid laying out on an ironing board and me ironing out the wrinkles on him. Oh my God, wait, we used to do that with our hair. (gasps) I just remembered that. Did anybody else like... Okay, so straighteners obviously have always been a thing, but if you wanted to do it wicked fast and like super quick, we would just iron our hair on the ironing board. <gasps> no wonder I have so many fried brain cells. Everything really just makes sense. So Paige ended up texting this six-year-old dude on his birthday after after we talked about this last time on JLL. Pretty much he ended up ghosting her after two dates. She freaked the fuck out and... Then he had a birthday, still ghosting her, and she triple texts him this time. And she says, guess, and by triple text, I mean, this is her third text with zero reply. And he says, she says, guess you didn't die. Happy birthday, fool. Fucking fool. So he finally replies back to this one, which genuinely he said the best thing that you can say in that sitch. Like pretty much what Jeff is demanding out of everybody in his life besides himself um just the accountability and like apologizing accountability say what you blah 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 he basically said hey page sorry i'm a piece of shit i just didn't feel like saying i wasn't that into you but yeah no you're great you're the best go find somebody else huh and page is like what the fuck this gave me no closure and everyone was like 
What are you talking? That was perfect closure to the point where Jeff now wants that text that the dude sent her as a future breakup template. Like <laughs> he's like, oh, damn, can I borrow that? And um, yeah, Stu, keep your phone charged. OK, there's some messages coming through. No, I'm kidding. He wants you and your dog to stay shitting around his house for a few more months, I'm sure. So Paige ends up texting this guy again and she responds to him being like, hey, yeah, not that into you, bye. And she's like, look, I'm not even religious, but I pray you never feel like you made me feel. No, I swear this planet Earth is just on drama level 100 these days. Like everybody is just making, turning, there should just be molehills. We should be in a land of molehills and you're turning them into a land of mountains, okay? Mountains are beautiful, but molehills are much more easy to manage. So if you want a beautiful life, then cause drama. If you want a manageable life, then leave things as a molehill. Okay, because Paige, I love you so much, but babe, it was two dates. I love you. So it was two dates. I get one was like an overnight visit. You got the rose ceremony. You got the overnight stay at his. I don't even know. She was just happy that he bought. He took her on a trip on date number two and paid for it and stuff. So like she's like, no, dude, like you're the exact dude I want. Like, why won't you just keep taking me on trips? And he's like, ew, I have a million of you. Bye, girl. Like, I'm just I guess I'm just genuinely impressed that this is the worst that someone ever made you feel, Paige, in your 30 years on this planet. Like getting ghosted by a 60 year old twat after two dates that he made you feel that much like shit? Babe, no, come on. Who gives a fuck? Who, forget about him. Forget about it. Honestly, I think Paige Davis has been listening to the song Pray by Kesha too much. Heather McDonald has been listening to Mean by Taylor Swift too much. And Jeff Lewis has been listening to I'm a petty ass bitch, don't try me way, 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 way too much. I mean, honestly, I didn't know all these people were fucking musicians with how much they love to harp on things. Harper, no harping. Drop the fucking harps. So Jeff tells Paige, look, no more texting this guy. Like, you're going to turn psycho. And Shane's like, no, 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 we're, we're there. We are fully at psycho level. And everyone was like, no, 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 Paige, you're not there, but you're close. You're close. No, 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 guys, Paige is there. Paige, again, two dates. I don't care if these dates lasted a month each. Like, what the fuck? Two dates? And I just, to tell him that I, I don't even, I'm not religious, but I pray for your soul that it ends up in the depths of hell next to Harvey Weinstein. Like, the dude ghosted you after two dates. Babe, he's half, he's double your age. Like, I just, you should have a million of him, you know, but I feel like he has a million of you and I, you're one in a million. So don't make yourself one of the million. Do you get what I'm saying? I love you. Have I mentioned I love you, Paige? So, um, yeah, then they also talk about that Paige hangs out with too many gay guys as if it's a problem, just like Jen Green, Jeff says, and you can't get a man when you hang out with too many gay guys, but they keep forgetting Tracy Tudor. Tracy Tuda, my Armenian sister. Um, well, I don't know. Tracy might be the exception to the rule, but she has mentioned, and she also is now single again. So I guess that's null and void. But Tracy loves the gays, and she ended up with Hottie the Hunk Eric. So, well, now ex Eric. So, yeah, again, what the fuck do I know? Nothing. 
I do know that Paige wants to hang out with Amanda McCants, get some more single girlies in the crew. And so does Pej. Pej wants to hang out with Amanda McCants more than Paige does. Oh my fucking God. You guys, I don't know if anybody noticed this. It was the creepiest thing. So Paige mentions Amanda and Pej. Pej goes, Amanda. Like he fucking turned primal, the growl that escaped from his jowl. I was like, sir, put it back in your fucking pants, okay? You can't get into her pants, so don't even fucking growl through the airwaves at her. Like it was so disturbing. It was so quick and so disturbing. So you know what? I'm not that religious, but I pray. I pray that Pej never makes somebody feel again the way he made me feel when he said Amanda McCann. Like, I thought he was gonna rip off his microphone and hop in an Uber to get to her. Like, it was just, it was the weirdest growl. I've, it was like, Amanda McCann's. Um, so then Pej tells us how he sat behind somebody on the airplane. And it was a couple, married couple, and the guy's wife. The wife was sitting next to this guy and Pej was sitting behind them and Pej was just watching this guy text another girl the entire flight saying, I can't wait to stick my dick in your mouth. And the girl said, I can't wait, daddy. Mm -hmm. Come and play on the playground and then come and play with me and then bring me a lunchbox and then come eat my box. Like, I don't, it was just too many. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, So... It just disturbs me. I get that not everybody is a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, but I think a lot more people enjoy pumpkin than we would like to admit. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. So the reason that I was late to record today is because it's one of the last days that my nephews could hang out before they go back to school. And I mean, obviously, when somebody invites you to a country club around Boston, you're not going to say no. You're not going to say, or you might. I'm not. So, um, yeah, but today when I was in the pool with my nephew, he asked me if I had a husband, which my nieces and nephews do a lot. Like, and I I don't care. Like, valid question, ma'am, sir. Um, And I was like, no. And he said, why? And I said, well, little bud, Pej Vida is about to tell a story in a couple hours on JLL that's going to explain to you exactly why I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody. I, my therapist says it's my number one issue, but yeah, I just, I don't. Back in the day, my brother was so like, monogamous relationships will never work, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ew, you little fool. And then my sisters got married and they lived that life. And now I'm just stuck in the middle. And I'm like, I really don't know. I don't, I just don't have the answer. I think if I got married and 50 years later, yeah, I would want to be fucking a different, I would want a different dick in my mouth. Okay. But what I'm saying is the husband and the wife on the plane, right? That wife probably has no idea that he's texting their daughter. Oh no, wait, it's not their daughter. She just calls him daddy for fun. Right. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. And texting the daughter or no texting the, his mistress, that side bitch. Um, and like, what if the wife, the wife might want a side bitch too. She might want to date that girl too. She might want to date another guy. She might want to date her son. I don't fucking know. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You, you, I'm kidding. But I'm just saying like, 
Like, so now this guy, he just gets his cake and eats it too, and all that. And like the wife's just sitting there like, oh, I had no idea. Like, fuck that. I, it's like cheat or be cheated on. And I hate that concept. So like, does the world just need to admit that monogamy is not always the best? I don't know. I, again, I do not have the answers. I just have endless questions. It's fun for everyone around me. <laughs> so then we play a game about red flags. I'm just a walking red flag. Um, and But they ask one question. So is it a red flag if a guy goes to the bathroom a lot on the date? And Pedge was like, um, yeah, unless you want a cokehead. Like, why the fuck's he in the bathroom all the time? And Jeff and Shane are like, no, like, we go a lot, but it's, it's not for blow. Like, we just, we gotta go. It's, we gotta go. We don't want to blow. And it's so funny because I went on a date with a guy a few months ago ignored so many red flags but one of them was how many times he went to the bathroom it was literally in my mind i was like why is he going to the bathroom so much turns out he's been a coke dealer since he was 16 15 years old i think yeah it's something that i was trying to be polite about on our first date and excuse away like oh maybe he's nervous he had a couple drinks whatever but no yeah just that's red flag unless you're into blood unless you're into all that you like to live the snowbird life i'd rather be an early worm eating the worms that the owls left behind wow so many callbacks okay so um then we get into oscar 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 the Grouch. She's going to be grouchy after this episode. No, I'm kidding. Everybody knows how positive they have to be around Jeff Lewis right now. <laughs> no one else wants the same fate as BJ. So Jeff lets Oscar know he's a terrible call screener and it's starting to affect his listeners thinking he's dumb because there's the wrong name, wrong city, wrong info. Like Mary, who called in yesterday to talk shit about Heather to Heather's face, actually to Heather's ear. She told her right to her ear um then all it said on the call thing was mary's mad and jeff was like oh perfect this is the call i want to take look i don't think jeff intentionally set that up or knew she was gonna explode like that for sure um but i do think that they could have cut her off much quicker or just drop the call just drop the fucking call okay but also in oscar's defense you guys my one infamous call to jll that <laughs> that i have yet to reveal any details on we're waiting we're saving that story but i did say that my name was anna and jeff brings me on and he's like anna from whatever and i was like that's not me. Like, well, I'm not Anna. So I didn't say anything. And then he did that thing where he like makes you feel like a fool for Anna. Are you there, Anna? And I'm like, bitch, I'm not fucking Anna. Why the fuck would I think I'm on right now? I'm on a live radio show. I didn't know that because my name's not Anna. My name is Anna. Except it's not even Anna. But how crazy that I picked Anna when we have Anna the Nana that we've just been talking about all year. My thing is, why don't they just write it phonetically? Oscar, Jameson, why don't the producers, why don't you guys write things phonetically? Phonetically is the best. I love phonetics. I wish we all wrote phonetically. It's magic. M-A-J-I-C-K. Magic. <laughs> all right. So Monroe was disrespectful to Lisa. You guys... Monroe handpicked Lisa as her nanny instead of Anna. Let's tie Anna right back in. But all I'm saying is that, so Jeff was like, oh my God, my daughter's a genius. She came up with the solution to have Lisa be the nanny instead of the housekeeper. And it worked for everybody. Um, 
Does it though? Does it though? Because I'm starting to think Monroe is a genius, but just a little more on the eviler side and maybe knew that Lisa was somebody she could walk all over. So she's like, I don't want bitch Anna over here starting to set new rules for me. Like I want Lisa who I can just stomp on. And yeah, that's basically what happened. But um, Jeff did give her a timeout yesterday because Monroe jumped in the pool with no one around. Oh my, that shit scares me so much. And then Paige talked about when she was younger, her mom scared the shit out of her, saying that a girl got her hair stuck in the drain of the pool and sucked down. And Shane was like, wow, that's so crazy. My mom would tell me about a girl who got her hair stuck in the drain too and Paige is like yeah that's the same girl I just talked about except it's the same girl all our mothers told us about okay this girl does not exist no I'm sure she does I'm sure a bunch of people have died that way but we have all heard the story at least I'm sure I I have millions of times growing up like uh, don't go near the pool drain you know somebody's hair got stuck in it and she got shoved down Uh uh-uh I don't do that shit but speaking of because I was at a pool today and my sister and I she was reminding me of this story when we were young, we had a big pool in our backyard and my bubble fell off when I was like two years old and she was like six. And I jumped in the pool and just like basically started drowning. And she fucking rescued me at six, seven years old. And like that was, there were no camera. Like I should have been floating around. The, I, I shouldn't be here right now. <laughs> When I came out of the womb, I had the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. Like, I have tried so many times, and for some reason, life keeps me here. And I am so fucking happy for that, because that means we can recap another day. So we will be back tomorrow with your Friday recap. I hope you guys have the best day ever. Again, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I forgot to tell ya. Forgot to tell ya. I hope you didn't notice. Nobody noticed. We're all fine. I love you so fucking much. I'll be early tomorrow, okay? How about that? I love you guys so fucking much. Love you, love you, love you. Bye. Splash, splash, splash